Welcome to the Wale and Yemi Football Pod. All right, let's get the sport started. And um, I mean, you don't want, you don't want to hear the stories that <laughs> that we tell each other before we, we get started. You, know, you just don't want to, you know, honestly. But um, yeah, we might be laughing, but um, that laugh is coming from a place of pain. I don't know about pain. And you, you know what makes it much more unbearable? I'm sporting an England jersey right now, and. Straight um up. We are recording this pod just a few hours after this same England knocked Nigeria out of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Anyways, it is what it is. Welcome to the Wally and Yemi football pod. My name is Olawali Adigun and Yemi Adesua is on the other side. Yep, yep. And um, we have plenty um, to get off our chests um, <laughs> this um, um, lovely afternoon um, in the city of Lagos. We're recording um, somewhere in Yaba. Yeah, you might not be able to find us, but somewhere in Yaba. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get it started, Yemi. Let me tell you about my weekend first. I had a splendid weekend. Started really well on Friday. I just, I mean, I just told you the tale, right? I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, on Saturday. Played football. Had a good performance. Yeah, I mean, I had a fantastic the performance. Two super performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I because of my experience now and my age, <laughs> I play more on the back. I dictate the pace. Oh, my passing is really good, actually. Uh, yeah, my passing is really good. Rate. Oh man. I will comfortably be doing an 85%. Ah, yeah. In the far side. Not bad. In the far side. <laughs> yeah, man. My long passes, really good. So I had a good time playing football. Um, went to work. I did a two to five shift. Um, and I mean, there were plenty of EFL games in England as English football kicked off. On Sunday, church was good. Arsenal Community Shield. Then I wrapped it up with um, the Fela birthday concert. Oh, okay, you went for that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Big shout out to Jay. Jay is my colleague at Mainland FM. Hooked me up with some press for um, tickets. For yes, it was impromptu. Like, I didn't even know I was going to be. I was in GRA, and suddenly Jay calls me and says, Hey, Alpha, if you come to Ireland. And it was really good. Um, I saw. Big shout out to Big Ma. I know she's not listening, but I've known Big Ma for a long while since my top radio days. Anybody who knows, that's like 10, 11 years ago. Big Ma sings. She's an alternative. I'm artist, she performed and it was good. I mean, Big Ma is, Big Ma is big, basically. Yeah, I mean, I mean you like people like Big Ma, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, big shout out to Big Ma. I know you didn't see me at the shrine, but I did see you. And if anybody knows Big Ma, tell her that um, Olaola well, Adigunsa is a big shout out to her. Then, Madekuti was, was beast mode, man. I think that one of your bucket lists, any, anybody listening to me right now, has, has to be watching Madekuti perform. perform. Yeah, Madekuti was a beast and actually that's my first time watching Madi. Oh, okay. yeah i've been listening to a lot of Madi, but i've never seen him perform live and he performed for an hour plus and it was it was a show it was an experience and you could see fella through him you could see femi through him you see both best of both worlds yeah. and Madi, man take your flowers man credit i enjoyed every bit of the fact that he even allowed his band members to shine. He had moments where he brought them to the spotlight and everybody, if you're dancing, if you're playing the guitar, if you're a trumpet, it was it was it was a fantastic show. Brimo was the star performer, but I couldn't stay that late. You know, I think it was about eleven thirty and I had to leave because there was work obviously today. So big shout out to Brimo. I don't know if he did perform though. So that was how my weekend um, went. How about yours? Uh no, it was a very quiet weekend for me. Friday, I was... No, it was, it was normal and it was fitting that it was quiet. I mean, last weekend was, was not quiet. <laughs> so you can't afford to have back-to-back. Back. Back back. <laughs> no, this, this weekend, I was home twice on Friday. I didn't go anywhere. Saturday, I had an early meeting in the morning. Actually, it was a call for the meeting that woke me up. 
Oh, okay. Uh, and then I went to church yesterday. You went to church? I went to church yesterday. Hallelujah. I went to church yesterday. Yeah, method, yeah, method. How do you call how do you call yourselves? Methodists. Yeah, Methodists. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. I went to church yesterday. Uh, I just woke up and I said, I'm going to church today. And the next time you go to church will probably be next year, right? Uh, well, maybe next Sunday. <laughs> maybe next Sunday. So I went to church, came back home and just digested all the football I could um, get from around, you know. I watched a bit of uh, the Jubila Liga, uh, watched Community Shield, uh, soaked a bit of uh, Precision Friendly United. At yeah, Bilbao. yeah, United Bilbao. Bilbao. You know, just generally... Did you I want the United lunch game on oh, Saturday yeah, as well? I saw that too, I saw that too. Oh, I mean, how do clubs manage that back-to-back preseason? I mean, it's a big squad, right? It's a big squad. Yeah. They have private jets. So mm. <laughs> it's not yeah. that difficult to fly yeah, from true. one point in Europe to the other. As long as it's within mainland Europe, you'll be fine. And then they were able to rotate the squad. So it was more like yeah. those that didn't play on, on Saturday. On Saturday, played on Sunday, Sunday yeah. yeah. All right, that was good. So we had contrasting weekends. Yeah. Yeah, cheers to that. I mean, cheers to <laughs> more of that. We both can't afford to have... Uh, Bloody weekends. Bloody weekends filled with chaos and bedlam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, no birthday shout-outs? Uh, it was my sister's birthday on Friday. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> my sister, Gofo. Big shout-out to me for remembering. <laughs> it was my sister's birthday on Friday. It was my cousin's birthday on Friday as well. Uh, Simeo Gules was also... Uh, listen to this podcast, but the Dironi, okay, uh, my very good friend, hey, big ups to Diron on, on, on one venture it was his birthday. Baba Biji was his birthday. Uh, I think that's that, that should be it. How did you avoid Oh, some... yeah, there's someone's birthday today, actually. Yes, oh, yeah, uh, Augustus, Gus, yeah, okay, very, Augustus. very, very good friend of mine. All right, all right. Also, listen to the Augustus podcast. in the month of August. Oh, yes, yes, nice. great guy. I mean, there's no female spice to your birthday shout out. Was ah. that me? I don't know any. Uh, no. Okay. Recent one. No. Two weeks ago was uh, Modupe, last yeah, week was Cynthia. Cynthia. Uh, <laughs> this week was Neil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, FIFA Women's World Cup also. I mean, the weekend was littered with round of 16 fixtures. Yeah. Um, Spain recovered their mojo against Switzerland. Yeah. It was good to see. Did some good stuff. Um, I think. Um, Japan. Was it Japan? Yeah. Ah. What a performance. Yeah, beat Norway in emphatic fashion. Then, but, no, but, but you probably said no way were, were also the catalyst of their own destruction. Uh, the first goal was a deflection. Mm-hmm. The second goal was a deflection as well. Only the third goal was a real beautiful piece of... But, uh, but it, was also, it, was, it was also maybe emblematic of the chaos surrounding the Norwegian camp. Yeah. I mean, they came into the World Cup with questions about Ada Hagerberg. Yeah. Graham Hansen was pissed that... Um, the manager was not starting. Uh, so there are a lot of chaos. In, in so even getting to this point, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least they're going with um, $60,000. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so. That's a lot of money, right? Yeah, of course. Even for the Europeans, that's a lot of money. Yeah. $14 million. Yes, no. Well, that's not small money. All right, so um, fast forward to Sunday. Orange women, they didn't look convinced against South Africa. In fact, one of the positives I'll take from Africa's outside has been the fact that none of those teams have beaten us convincingly. Yeah, yeah. We, we gave it a good shift. Uh, Salanka were very, very, very composed. Yeah. Played some really good stuff. Um, held on to the ball well. Well, you know, the, I think the difference between some of these... Are they a better side than the Falcons? Um, okay, so the, the issue I have with them yeah. is their poor concentration in critical times in the game. Mm, yeah, you're correct. 
they lost leads all through this competition except in this. Even the Netherlands game, they lost concentration. Yeah. I mean, the second goal was the goalkeeper losing yeah, concentration. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think on, on the basis of that, I think the Falcons have a lot more experience being at this level. Yeah. I think the difference between these so-called European teams, the so-called big teams, is that cutting edge. That, that thin line, that, yeah. those fine margins. Yeah. I think that Before it used to be wide, now yeah, it's I just about the fine yeah, margins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah true, yeah. true. Sunday also saw the world champions knocked out. Yeah. I like, I like, I like the script about the world champions. <laughs> they got to the round of 16 because of a very fine margin, a, milli, a, milli, yeah. a margin by millimeter, because if Portugal had scored that ball, that goal, yeah. would have like knocked them out. Then, but the ball hit the post. Now then. reverse. It now happened to them against Sweden. In the penalty shootout. Yeah, in the shootout. Ah, come on. I mean, VAR to even intervene. Ah. That was the last time VAR to intervene in the penalty. I can't remember. I can't I even remember. Song. Yeah. Was but, it maybe the the shootout? The shootout in. Um, I think was it the UEFA Europa League? Mm, yeah, I can't no, even remember. No, the Europe, yeah, Europa League. Okay. There was there was a was it the Sevilla? Yeah, 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 I think so. Roma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's yeah, true. That's Sevilla true. Roma. Yeah, but also maybe there was an element of do I call it poetic justice here or poetic injustice? Okay. All through the group stage, USA were were ab were abject. Yeah, yeah. But the best game they played at the tournament was in the game they lost. Yeah. The Sweden game, <laughs> twenty-two shots, eleven on target. <laughs> Musovic, the goalkeeper of Sweden, was. Absolutely phenomenal. Monstrous. Yeah. And so it's a shame. So I'm, I'm sure there'll be an inquest. <laughs> a serious inquest. I think that coach is gone first. Andonovsky. Straight. Yeah, I think he's gone. I think they also have this GM system, like where they have a general manager. Yeah, they, they all, that's their structure. Yeah. From their professional sports to national teams, they always have like that. Yeah, right, Somebody right. who has seen. Yeah, I think. And maybe also you have the likes of Morgan, Rapino, yeah, Faced Out. Yeah, that time is over. Yeah. All right, so step forward to today. It was turned for the, the turn of the Super Falcons against yeah. um, England. England were also favourites. Debbie de la Jackpa. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Tokwe. I mean, Tokwe does. Talk yeah, it's follow him on Instagram. Crazy. Yeah, talk to me, Tokwe Adekoju. It's at the Adekoju. Yeah, the Adekoju. Fantastic guy. Great graphics designs. Um, cuts across even Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. But this one really caught me. Then he had the. The background, the music of Whiskey and um, what's the name of this guy now? Hey, Mama Sita. Um, Whiskey had this song with. Um, wait, I'm gonna check. I love that song. I mean, it's it's a British. He had a col uh, collaboration with Skepta? the British. It, no, what's the Skepta? What's Skepta? I'm coming. Hey, Mama Sita. I like your style. Denver. I think it was Tiny Zamba. Tiny Zamba. Yeah. yeah. The Tiny Zamba is also Nigerian now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think let me let me check. I think it's tiny temper. Yeah, I think it's tiny temper. Oh, so that was the song you used. That's yeah, the... that was, yeah, yeah. Mama said, yeah, it's tiny temper. Yeah, actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was song. So he like was really really fit. Debbie the Jackman. Um, yeah, the ones actually jackpine out of the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into that 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 game. Where um, bookmakers favored England. Of course. At the point in time, I mean, they slashed the odds, um, thinking England were gonna have a jolly good ride. Yeah. But um, we gave them a massive fight. What, yeah. what did you make of um, our attitude? What did you make of um, um, the way we applied ourselves tactically against the tactically superior side? By the way, every team that has employed three at the back of this tournament still remains Japan, England. Who didn't play three at the back against us, that, by yeah. the way? But they started with three at the back. I think they just had to modify. But every three at the back team remains in the tournament. I don't know if that is a triumph 
for, for that for system. <laughs> for that system. But I mean, I'd like to know your thoughts on how we were able to match Sarina Vigman's side, you know, foot for foot, tactics for tactics, even how to take them through extra time. I think I think the first thing is that we went into this game with no fear. Like we weren't going to we, we knew that okay. Everybody has seen us and potentially read us as underdogs going into this game. But we approached it like, look, we deserve to be here. Mm. Both of us have earned the right to be at this stage. So we didn't play with fair. Uh, we took the game to them in certain, at certain times in the game. We were pretty much really very good on the ball, controlled the game at certain, in certain phases. Uh, but you see, like I said earlier, it's always those five matches. Those little things that takes you from being good, that takes a team from being good to being great. Yeah. So some of those are just those chances that you create out of nothing. That ordinarily you won't be in the position to create that kind of chance, but we miss those chances. And I think as the game wore on, and we were discussing before we started recording, that the point we we had a man advantage, we seemed to cower. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that happens at times when you're at a point where you're saying, okay, look, this team I'm playing against are a man down. This is not the time for us to lose our head and then give them an opportunity to get back at us. But there are teams that when you face them and they are superior to you, you go a man down, they will utterly destroy you. And I think the Falcons are not at that level yet. Yet, and yeah, you said that, yeah, yeah. imagine if we were the if the ones, reverse was the case, they might have just battered us, mm. you know. Uh, but it's been an awesome performance. Um, the Falcons, nobody gave them a chance, maybe only few people, and we can count those few people. Yeah, we know them, yeah. we know them, give them a chance to even get to this point. Um, and and what what this competition has also brought is brought up a lot of unsung heroes for the Super Falcons from the Ashley Plumters to the Andoziers, to the Tony Pains, to Nadoze, the goalkeeper, a few unsung heroes. And then you ask yourself, what does the future hold? I mean, the fact that I didn't mention her shows that she's the number one unsung hero. And yeah. she's been my best player in this tournament. Yeah. The player with the most tackles in this tournament, Uchebe. Yeah, Uchebe, yeah, yeah. The yeah. number 10. Yeah. So she you... was good again against England. She was really good snapping into tackles, recovering the ball, recycling it immediately. She was really good, yeah. So the, the future is good, but the problem, the big question now, and where, as usual, with every competition that we go to, the question is always, what is next? Yeah. What's next? What's next for us doesn't look good. Because like it or not, I'm sure there are a lot of teams already talking to Randy Waldo. Man, his stock is high up there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And for us to keep him, whether... Forget about the circumstances that we are in. Forget the cloud that is under that we're under. The chances of us keeping him is very, very slow. But the sad part is, I think it's very much pertinent to keep him. Why? Yeah, it is. Because you, you, you get a feeling that we seem to have achieved some. We seem on another plane yeah, tactically, yeah. and you cannot take that away yeah, from I, Randy Waldrum, his coaching team. We look like a team that is. Better that equipped. That is now evolving. Yeah. You know, and that is and, and and that evolution is what made us go from local yeah. to foreign. And this competition has shown that we are finally seeing like we're going to be able to evolve and transition to that next phase. 
where we can be tactically disciplined, defensively solid. I mean, check a team that has Alize playing at the point, ending, starting the game as a right back, right. ending the game as a left midfielder and doing it really well. Ashley Plumter as a left back, ending the game as a centre back. Yeah. Um, I started show up. I mean, for the second time this tournament, they didn't start. I mean, Randy Wardrop didn't come under the fact that this is Nigeria's biggest player right now. He drops out to the bench. Onumon comes in, puts in a decent shift. Oshal also came, comes in and, you know, still put, you know, puts in an effort as well. There's a lot of dynamism about the team, you know. And um, I think that the NFF, I just hope they're intelligent enough yeah, to realise so. that it's very much important to continue on this trajectory. Yeah. Um, for South Africa, I think they've seen this as a turning point for their development. Yeah. Um, I understand the government has decided to establish a professional league. In they have a league, but I think it was semi-pro. Yeah, semi now it's going to be professional. The government, the minister has come out, I think yesterday, to talk about that. We know Morocco have been doing already, oh, yeah. and I mean, the likes of Ghana, Cameroon would have also been seeing what's happening yeah, right now. Themselves, yeah. yeah, there's a big chance here. You know, there is a big fat chance to also tap into all of these gains that the continent has has really made. But um, what's really caught your eye for the Super Falcons? Um, I think that I like the fact that what we see in this tournament is a blend of players who we are facing out gradually and the next gen, Demey, Debra Abiodun, yeah. Uche Nakanu, yeah. they look like the ones for now and also for the future. Yeah, Lose. Yeah, and them. We know that the likes of Desire Kwan Jose yeah, are on their way out. It's, yeah. it's over. It's over. And that's good. I don't know. Yeah. That's the end. You know, that cycle is over. Um, I think Tony Pace has a really good future in this team. Yeah. Uh, the likes of fans of Vega is, is done. Done, yeah. Done. That cycle is over. Um, um, I think this team also has shown that they also have different kinds of leaders in the team as well. O'Hale is another one yeah. that I think has done, has done pretty well. Uh, the future is bright. I would just have felt like that we should, we should, for all of our industry, we need goals. Yeah. I don't think there are goals in this team. There are no goals in this team yeah. anymore. So it's a solid team, maybe not spectacular, but I'll take solidity anytime, any day. Yeah, you, you, once you're able, you're difficult to beat first. I mean, that's some Genoroyesk yeah. analysis there. <laughs> difficult to beat. Difficult to beat. You have, you've already ticked the major box. Mm. Next phase is that for you to transit and be able to convert whatever chances you create. And this team also showed that they can also mix a bit of pace and brawn. Mm. And and I think that pace has never been in doubt in this team. I think the brawn aspect was what we needed to mix properly, and then when those opportunities come, we take them. So future is bright. I think the next thing is uh, Olympics next year. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk marketing. And we haven't and we haven't done any, we haven't been to Olympics. Yeah, in two last editions. Two yeah, two editions. So, yeah. yeah. But let, let's talk the look at the marketing side of this. Do you think that this tournament is able to? catapult the Super Falcons and make them a marketing magnet? Um, you see, a lot still depends on the NFF, right? A lot still depends on the NFF. No, no. I mean, let's even leave the NFF no. out. I mean, Alozier has shown that she oh, can yeah, be a good she, face for she, a brand. She can be a great face. Same right? with yeah. Ashley Plumter. Yeah. She's a, she's a brand drink. Yeah. yeah. International stage as well. So I think that maybe those doors could open yeah, after I'm, the tournament, I'm, right? I'm, I'm not looking at individual players. I'm looking at, okay, at, at the Super Falcons as a brand, yeah. Because that, is, that has always been the major problem. And that's why I said everything still falls back on the NFF on how they decide to market this team. I think that for Nigerian football, for the future of Nigerian football, we need to market Nigerian football as Nigerian football, not super egos, 
should offer both. I think you offer corporate Nigeria, corporate bodies, a bigger basket, mm. a bigger pool when you market Nigeria for as Nigeria for. Why do I say so? Before this competition, absolutely nothing happened in terms of activation. You know, even those that went, that were able to attend, we know what a lot had to go through yeah. to be able to attend. Because really, there was no energy. There was no desire to, you know, to put something behind this team. It was until after the first game that you now saw some brands now showing, showing up. Yeah. I think that really needs to change, you know. And once once we can market Nigeria football as Nigeria football, that can start to change. There are so many women-centric products that should be able to back the Super Falcons. There are so many of them. I, I agree. Mean, I think that we also, I mean, as a country, or how do I even put it here? We struggle to to market our our sporting people, uh, not heroes, but our sportsmen. Yeah, we have a world record holder in uh, Toby yeah, Amuso. And I'm not sure Toby Amuso is him. Is a brand magnet right now. No, she's not. She should, be, she, she should be everywhere. Yeah, but you see, that's the thing. That, that's that's the thing with with the kind of deals our athletes sign. Two years upon breaking the world record, signed a deal with a bank. Yeah. My first question to you is, do you know the bank? I don't even know the bank. Uh-huh. I know the bank, but how prominent is that bank? It's a new bank. They're not, as far as I'm concerned, that bank is not one hundred percent functional, right? I think that's a huge problem because what that bank should have done with that activation, with that signing, is to splash it all over the place. But was there any splash? No. She has collected her money. <laughs> and she signed with the. Toby was in Benin for the tri- uh, World Championships yeah. qualifiers, and I'm not sure they had 100 people even at the stadium to watch. Yeah. So you see, those are, those are the issues. Uh, what's the. Bume. It's a Bume. She signed with uh, with a beverage, with a beverage company, signed with that bank as well. Mm. You know, but it's only the beverage companies one I've seen. I saw the advert she did with uh, with one of these Nollywood actresses. That's only what she's done. So I think we don't market, and, and that's where we don't market our sports personalities well enough. Or also, they themselves are not deliberate yeah. on some of the deals they sign compared to their counterparts on the entertainment scene. Too bad. I hope it changes, but I think the Super Falcons have got what it takes. Oh, I mean, the world has seen them, Nigeria has seen them, and it's a big opportunity for the so-called marketing department of the NFL yeah, that has up. been maybe more rebound of well, recent. Well. <laughs> All right. Um, there's also plenty of money coming in for the NFF for our progress. Yeah, I hope that is pumped into the women's game. Ali. I hope. Yeah. See, see, once again. Opportunities like this should be as cornerstone, should be a turning point. Well, the problem with us, right? And you can also say the same thing about the Tigers. Is that we've always, Big shout out to the Tigers, by the way. We've always gotten away with Blue Mother. You don't prepare well. Yeah, yeah I mean, but this Falcons team prepared well, didn't they? How did they prepare well? They prepared well now. How did they prepare well? Have you seen the NFL release? I saw it, 29, 29 they months. Se- they played seven 29, games in seven. 29 months. And now, 29 games in 29 months. Didn't they play? Ha. I saw that at and I just Have you forgotten that part of the build up to this World Cup was Randy Waldrum losing six games on the bounce? Yes. And now, so what could have been done again? They're prepared now. Fantastic preparation. Maybe not fantastic, but you can't say that the Falcons had the kind of preparation that got South Africa down into that they were not going to play the World Cup. 
and they said they were playing games against Botswana yes, and they wanted, you know, top end games. We got games against Canada twice. We got games but against. Uh, but we got games against Canada. When was that? We played back to back. That was last year. Last year. Yeah. Or did you play any friendlies this year? But I'm only saying that, see, it's not as if we've had a very poor preparation. I think that it's been decent. Can it be better? Yes. Can they go to great, fantastic training camps? Yes. You know. But let's hope that this will be a turning point for them. Um, I just hope that, I just hope that, once again, what Morocco is doing is something we can do here. Um, I was talking to... I've done it a long time ago. I, I was talking to Toby Samuel over the weekend. Toby Samuel is part of the organizers at the preseason tournament in, in Ikene and I was asking him on my program on Saturday that hasn't he has he been noticing how so I've not been, I've not been I said did he notice maybe the players from other clubs who came to Ikene has there been a cultural shock seeing the facilities the structure that they have at Remo Stars and he said that admittedly a lot of them have been really shocked they've never seen anything in this kind of scale because because of their bridge season, they were not able to come to Ikenes. So this is like their first time experiencing a structure that has four pitches, that has dormitories, that has an Olympic-sized swimming pool, that has a sauna, that has an academy, that has a hotel. So they're like, what the hell is this? And a couple of them are saying that they wish their state governors could come to Ogun State and come see this. And that is what the NFF should be doing. Should have Can they tell me that... Wait, Pinnick has been to Morocco. Pinnick and Fuzileki are friends now. Yeah. So why couldn't he have taken drawn from that no. and come replicated down here? We don't do legacy projects. It's, it's, it's a shame. We don't do legacy in Nigeria. In fact, Gatlana, that's the Gatlana we talked about at the beginning of the, of the pod, was saying if Africans or African countries could take a leaf from what Morocco are doing, because in the next couple of years, Morocco are going to overtake everybody. That's Africa. coming from a South African. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to dominate African football. They're it's, already starting. Yeah, now. It's, it's, it's already it's on the way. Yeah. In fact, Morocco are taking over that to the extent that they're even having other African journalists come in there and even project Morocco to the world. You can see African journalists claiming to be Moroccans in court. Make sure to Toby Summer. I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Moroccan. But you cannot, you cannot alienate that fact that he... Is appreciative of what Morocco, because Morocco brings those journalists on expense. I mean, all expense paid. Come see what's happening in Morocco. And they're consistently hosting sporting events. Yeah. Different sporting events. I think they are. They are talking about trying to host the women's World Cup. Yeah. And they want to host the women's yeah. World Cup. And they have the facilities. Oh, they do. Yeah, so, I think that um, we can. This tournament should be. I thought 2019 was that point, but. Looks like this edition has surpassed 2019 yeah, in, in a lot of metrics yeah. here. So yeah. I hope we just we take a cue until we, we we push on from this. So next up is Morocco. We play France tomorrow. Ooh. That should be a good game. That should be good. Um, I think um, Denmark. Yeah, Denmark already beat Australia 2-0. And it was a relief for the Australians. Australia, Australia beat Denmark, yeah. <laughs> not Denmark. You're not going to Denmark win. No, no, no. <laughs> but it was a relief to see Sam Kerr. She played her first game for sure. Yeah, she played 10 minutes. The game was sealed already then. Okay. So, you know, she came on. I mean, Sam Kerr is big in Australia. I didn't know. Yeah. He plays with the top FIFA. Sam, ah. Kerr, Sam Kerr was so, is so big that their last training session, because it was closed to the media, the press had to fly. A helicopter, a, no, a helicopter, helicopter, to know if Samke was training or not. 
the country was in a, in a they, they wanted to know what was happening. Was she going to play a part? On so one of the, some of the media platforms or outfits had to fly a helicopter with a camera to know. So they now they saw her training, light training. She was on a bike, and there was a bit of hope that maybe she could play a part because the coach Gustafsson has blanked at everybody. He was been playing mind games. <laughs> <laughs> on Sam Kerr's fitness. Oh, she's available. We don't know if she'll play. She might play a part. He's been very diplomatic about it. So it was good to see her against um, Denmark. They want to go to So I think they played the Morocco-France winners. Yeah. yeah. But Colombia also in action tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. In the very open game. Yeah, 50-50. Yeah, Colombia, Jamaica. Jamaica. I like to see what happens with the jerseys because they have almost similar home jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Find, yeah, find, yeah, find a way. Find a way. Find a way. All right, so that's it with the FIFA Women's World Cup. Nigeria's out, but um, we bowed with our heads held really, 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 really high. Yeah. Really high. But you know that it gets to a stage when, when you become a big team. You can't be satisfied. You can't be satisfied with, with it. No, and no. that was what we could see, especially on social media. People say, hey, congrats to the girls. They did well. They did well. See, it gets to a stage. Yeah, you need to move. Yeah, you need to really take that next step. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that the, the English team were deaf on it. And that was, that's the hurtful part. Yeah. They got a red card yeah. to a key player. Yeah. A key player we kept quiet all, all through, through the game, yeah. Lauren James, who is out for one game. I understand that if FIFA review that situation, might give another two match rounds. So, so similar to what happened with Zidane in 98. Yeah, so, and I think she'll get the three match round. Yeah, yeah, that looked really malicious. That was really naive of her. She shouldn't have done I'm that. I'm sure the, the Alouzi was a tough time. Of but wait, though. Ah, the moment she stepped on Alouzi's uh, back, I'm like, Joe, please. Baba, go there. Hey, what plenty Nigerians are. Hey, please calm down. Hey, Baba, go there. Did I go deactivate Twitter? But I mean, she should also count herself lucky that England. Yeah, like you said, yeah. the, huh. the media would have, would have come in for her. Media, no? That's why yeah. you know she's black. Yes, of course. <laughs> they would have come in out for her. I mean, queuing Sakai at the Euros uh -huh. and uh, huh. Sancho. Huh. That's why you know she's black. <laughs> yeah, she she counted her, she's, she's counter stars. Lucky. She was really, really lucky. But I mean, big team, a big team. Yeah, Red team. card, they were not faced, yeah. kept on playing their game. And I, I must admit, they're a better side than the Falcons course, in the way they kept the ball, you know. They're not a better the side. Yeah. Grand champions by, by chance. Yeah, a better side. I know there was a there was a trend going on about the world champions out, the African champions out, and maybe the European champions. <laughs> and we're like, ah, <laughs> we're just there. Yeah. Shit happens. All right. Um, we move, we move, we move. We move to the United States, MLS. Is it MLS basically? I mean, it's still the League's Cup. The MLS, has, MLS hasn't started yet, but even MLS would have been very, very delighted with what they are seeing from Lionel Messi. In fact, maybe he has even repaid all of the money that they, they shelled out, you know, collectively. <laughs> Seven goals in four games. As he in almost all of the goals. Baba. Now, let me ask you a very frank Wally question. Wait. Let me ask you a very Wally frank Wally question. Wait. Yeah. 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 The tickets were at 10 minutes. The? Tickets for that match. Yeah. So that's in 10 they said minutes. the tickets initially were forty dollars. It went up to four hundred. So that's in ten minutes. Yeah. Really. Ten minutes. Tickets went as as high as four hundred dollars. What more do you want? Yeah. See, I think Messi has, like, was it Beckham saying it um, a couple of weeks ago? They were asking him what would represent a win. Bringing Messi 
Will it be trophies? Will it be winning MLS or winning the cup? He said, no, bringing in Messi is a win already. It's a win. You know, it's a win. And you can see that. That even that has extended to parts of Mexico where you've been playing Mexicans are in the League's Cup and there are people even Mexico want to watch Messi. Wow. You know. I don't know. That was... But me, the question I want to ask is that see, it looks like Messi is going to score like 200 goals in that place. <laughs> is it that Messi is just great? We know he's great. No, he's great. Or the defending in, in America is just poor? No, no. Wale, Wale, wait, let's look at it from this perspective. I've asked this question before, but yeah. I, I, I'm not sure it was directed to yeah. Even before he left Barca, whilst at Barca, in the twilight of his Barca days, he was still putting up 20, 25. And sometimes 30, right? As he was easing out at Barca. Yeah, he was still doing 20, 25. But he, he, wasn't, he, wasn't 30, he wasn't 33 or 34 Wait then. Now. He moved to France. Suppose Nessani. What's the jam? You can't come MLS. Could you be scoring every game? You now know the cheat because, code. Because... Everybody wants to play for him. Do you know the cheat code? Jody Alba. Hey now. And you know that... Uh, that combination. Cut. Cut. Paste. Cut, back, cut and back. paste. Yeah. Hey. I mean, that was his first goal and against Dallas. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I can't... Be, I, I mean, I, I don't consume a lot of MLS, but I would definitely will. Yeah, Although I'm not signed up to Apple TV. <laughs> I know, I, I know I'm how to find my way, right? <laughs> but basically... What you've, anyway. yeah, what you've seen with MLS football... Or in that part, is it on the other side of the Atlantic? How do you call it? <laughs> is how open oh, the game is, the game is over the there. Is like end to end chaos. Yeah, Even in Miami, they are winning games without Messi. They are a very open team. Yeah, they are a porous team defensively. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That's, that's the game. There. They trailed in that game, that Dallas game, twice yeah. by yeah. two goals. And came back. Yeah, 4 4. So they played a lot of pace, a lot of running. Yeah, a lot of running. So that's their game. That's why you hear those scholars you get from there. Then basically, that's why like you put over two point five. Yeah. More often than not, in MLS. Then, then basically, MLS is is not set up. So the way they bring in their players, all these elites, whatever slots. It's not set up like yeah, European teams. They they also maximize it by bringing in forward players. They don't maximize it by bringing in defensive. Defend, no. Yeah. And that is why the best team in MLS right now. Atlanta United on the table probably have the third worst defense in the league, but they score the most goals. Yeah, so. so the system, but it is also everywhere. For example, in the Premier League, I, I took a look at some stats a few weeks ago and realized that the highest paid defender in in the league is and uh, you know the disparity the, the disparity between him and the person. It, up, up front, yeah. Of course, now. So there's a lot more investment in oh, in, in in yeah, yeah which is normal, yeah. To score goals, it's it's the same in every sport. Yeah, I understand. You, you put more money on those that will get you points, not on goals that will stop you from scoring. You. So what happened to defenses when you championships? I knew that's next to you. I just knew it. Ah, Wale. Oh, you man. You don't ever leave that. That's a one-one goal. Let's draw. For defenses, we <laughs> championships, my friend. <laughs> So seven in four for Messi. I'm not. Which big uh, players come to the MLS and done that? No. The closest would be no. closest. No, I think it was Drogba, Montreal Impact. He did seven in six. Seven in six. Uh, yeah, seven in six um, with Montreal Impact. Yeah, but Messi, Messi seven in four with like three assists to go with it. In fact, I think he was involved in all of the four goals he scored against Dallas. Yeah. I said that they played for him. 
Even when they have open net to play, where Messi? Messi, Messi, Messi go score. Ah, the league is made for Messi because there are space between the lines, counter-attacking football, ah, and there's Jordi Alba once again. <laughs> so once they just bring in Luis Suarez, it's finished. That's it. It is finished. Yeah, and once he can sort out his knee, I think he's back from injury. Mm-hmm. But Gremio don't want to leave him until January, I think. So once they can sort out, I think they're fine. But Beckham definitely loving himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, so um, well, I don't know. I think I think MLS starts um, later this month. It's still League's yeah. Cup. Yeah. They're in the quarterfinals. But it'll be a massive one if they do win the League's Cup. Yeah. Team that was bottom of MLS. Yeah. Massive for them. All right, let's get to the community show, shall we? And um, I mean, there's plenty to to talk about um, from. Let's start with um, Rio Ferdinand's tweet and um, Chris Sutton. That one never has anything good to say about us now. Oh, Chris Sutton. He said, "Did not just win the World Cup?" <laughs> Continue. Was also now now. Here comes the question. You're a United fan. Rio Ferdinand also spewed a lot of trash. I mean, no wala. But. Was also celebration disproportionate to the trophy they won? Wally, can you ask me this question? Answer. Ten marks. Wally, you that on this podcast yeah. said all sorts of condescending things about about the community shield. Community shield. Yes. Community shield that uh, paper to tell Man City to what date when they were celebrating their uh, formidable season. Yes. You said all sorts. When? On this show, on this podcast. You go explain that. Where the evidence? <laughs> the evidence is in the, Where the, evidence? Is in the audio. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw your people jumping. I said, ah. But I thought I'm putting murder in his mind. I said, ah, what am I seeing here? <laughs> it's the first. What's going on Remember, here? if City had won, it will have been like Sepp Tukpul. Jabu, they call him. Five trophies. Eh. Uh, no, be Sepp Tukpul. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so I still deny them deceptible. Okay. okay. <laughs> deny complete as much as you celebrated like you won the World Cup. But you, you stole the community shield. How? Ah. Where did you do this for something time? Yeah, but we made it very clear, even on the spot, yes, that a couple of weeks ago, yeah, so you see. that there's a new <clears throat> timekeeping system. My take is this very simple. Please, when it bites you in the behind, but remember, Arsenal also were, were victims of the new rule change yeah. with clamping down of touchline behavior. Ateta got a yellow card uh, in the first half. Uh, no problem. That won't have happened before. So Arsenal benefited from one and also were victims of one. Even though, even though, since I had for the referee, it was a terrible performance. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know why, for the love of me, Rodri was not carded in that game. Oh, you played cards, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> back of mine. <laughs> I could have had my money in the first oh, half. Oh, God. I'm not no card, Rodri. They find Rodri yellow card. <laughs> you go for entire. <laughs> Wally, this is not funny. Okay. By first half, I don't make money. Hey. No, no, no. I think the referee had a terrible game. But, I mean, let, let, let's stick with us a bit. You could, I don't know if you could understand why they, they were, were, were celebrating or they had a certain level of heightened excitement. And like Ateta said after the game, it gives them belief. And Ramsdale also added, he said, it was like, there's a mental barrier that has always been there between mm. them and City. And this win, it might not be significant. But you've won this community before. You know, but not against City. 
Now, Arsenal are coming into this game having lost eight consecutive times to Man City. Yeah, but so a win but at whatever pitch, level didn't win, in the that pitch. game is a draw. What are you telling me? There was something at stake there. Okay. So Arsenal have won seven consecutive since two thousand. Yeah, I mean, can we rehearse? Be very honest. I want to be very honest. Uh, Put sentiment aside. Can we rehearse <laughs> how? Can we rehearse how your analysis would have been if City had won yesterday? Oh, classic Arsenal. No, no. Chokers. No, no, no. I won't have no. said that. First of all, I won't have been happy that City won because, come, that's the domination will be too much. I don't want that for the Premier League, but it's the fact. Community that, shield has domination. Well, when I mean domination, I'm talking that means City has cleared every available trophy except the Carabao Cup. Every available trophy to win, they have it. You know, so this is a bit of a, a breath of fresh air that Arsenal won this. But then, I didn't expect that amount of celebration. Considering the things certain Arsenal fans said, including you, no. about this community shield. No. Ah, well, you I, said it on Sports Now I remember on that, Sports Night. That, you said it. That, that it was a big deal about it. There's nothing I, about I even, I even mentioned the and fact that also were favourites because... They look better prepared and, I mean, we'll get to the analysis yeah. of the game. It was important they won that game because, I mean, City beat them three times last season. Yeah. So, in whatever form or shape, beating City would have played... I'm not saying it plays a huge part. See, City would never... See, Guadalajara would not have slept. They would have slept soundly yesterday. They've lost the last three... Uh, Community Shields. Huh? And they won the league in those three seasons. In fact, the last 12 winners of the Community Shield, only one has gone on to win the Premier League. Yeah. I can't even remember. Is it United? I think. Even when United won the treble, remember? Yeah, they also lost three community shields. Yeah. I think from 98 to about 01 or 02. So nobody will lose sleep over over community shield, basically. But it just gives us two things can be right. Or City will not be perturbed, but Arsenal also have the right to be in celebratory mode that, hey, We've sent a small signal. Yeah, maybe not a big signal. Absolutely, signal they clear. It's not my network. I mean, why some people were playing athletic before? I mean, some were playing for a shot. Shots fired. Shots fired. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let, let's let's talk about the game itself. City started well. Also recovered. Second half, City also. I mean, started well again. Got the lead. Got the lead. fantastic goal. Then, then also responded with that um, fortuitous yeah. um, equaliser. But you could see that in in moments, in major moments of the game, also showed that they were ahead in their in the preparation. preparation for the yeah. season, right? Yeah. Uh, it was very clear that Arsenal played more matches. Uh, they probably more more match ready. Um, from a tactical point of view, I would say that look, whatever it is that Arsenal do, whatever Arteta does. You shouldn't sell Thomas Party. I think Thomas Party gives Arsenal a lot of balance in midfield, makes Arsenal a lot more solid. And uh, I think if there's only other thing that this game also showed, it showed that Arsenal do need to get a striker. Uh, because, you know, Karabas, Why do they need a striker? Yeah, I think Arsenal do need a striker. Because what kind of striker? Wait, so is he a volume striker? When I mean volume, is he a guy that will give them 30, 40 goals? Because, see, we have to understand. Arsenal are not exactly, we have to understand that the strikers Arsenal have right now are not, not strikers who give you exactly. Yeah, but I'm saying that it's imperative that Arsenal 
as a, finds an answer to the absence of issues, the potential sale of Olari Balogun. In Keta, there's a question mark. There's no question Keta. mark, my friend. Palace are interested in Keta. Yeah, but it's not going. Yeah, what if they come with a big kind of refuse? What kind of offer? I think Asa just, just, I just, I mean, I just checked it out. Asa just rejected, Monaco came in for, for Larry Balogun. Asa rejected it. Inter in for, for Larry Balogun. But I don't even think that, Keta realizes that there's a big chance here. Exus is out for like a month or two. So why does he want to go to Palace? Yeah, but, but at the same time, from, from yesterday starting now, isn't that an indication that he's dropped to number three? Hey, Jurantin, master left back. Does that mean Carantina should leave the club? Yeah, but he also tells Timber, he uh, tells uh, Tierney, that he's now second or third fielder at left back. Yeah, but it's a big season. It's a season where I saw gonna play Premier League, Champions League, mm. FA Cup, Carabao yeah. Cup. Everybody are gonna play games. Yeah, everybody will play games. But at the same time, you want to be the first guy on the team sheet. Yeah, fair there's point. Euros Fairs. to look yeah. to. For some, there's Olympics to look forward to. You want to have games. So in Kenta as it is now knows that he's dropped to number three. He was number two before. Now he's more or less. No, number I, I, three. I, I, I think that. Number one choice to start as an assassin striker when everyone is fit is Jesus. a Number two is a naked, yeah. No. Um, I, listen, listen, listen. We have to realize that Kayavitz, his primary job coming to us was to play as a left side number eight. Yeah, but that, if you ask me on the side of the Yes, they, see, once again, we have to realize that, that once again, we have to realize that Ateta is still trying to, you know, be dynamic, be fluid. Look at it. See, basically, even looking at Arsenal's setup yesterday, you could see how they were fluid. Saka was found on the right side. You could find him in the middle. You could, you could see Jurent Seba started as um, a left back. You could see him in midfield. You could see him even in the box. There's a lot of fluidity going in there. And you get a feeling that he's a manager trying to try to just fit in. And by the time everything is settled, I think that Kayavats is still going to be Arsenal. John Stones, uh, what did the Declanese play yesterday? He plays a number uh, a Ford uh, thinking midfielder with Partey City. Eh? Which is crucial to get the best out of the rise. No, 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 no. Okay. What? What? I will tell. I will say it again. See, what, what you should play the rise alone. What you should realize mm. is that the rise is a very, very intelligent player. I was listening to the nonsense your legend of saying Reikin is overpriced. Blah blah blah. I mean, you also share those uh, sentiments, by the way. But we have to realize that he's a very intelligent player who who can understand the mood of a game. So. Remember that when he was with West Ham, he played a different role. When he plays for the national team, he plays a different role, right? Am I correct? Now at Arsenal, he's playing a different role. But guess what? He's shining, he, has he shown in those three roles for West Ham, England, and now Arsenal? Yes, he is. Yeah, but the early signs suggest that he is going to be a major part of I haven't seen those early signs. Oh, me, I've seen signs, please. I haven't seen those early signs. I've seen those signs. Did he have a great game yesterday? He had a decent game. Decent. Was he supposed to score? Oh, was he supposed to score every weekend? And he, he doesn't have to score every weekend. But what that game showed is that why sign him when you have somebody like Thomas Partey who gives you some of the things you are looking for out for from him. Let me let me let me give you moments where Declan Rice shone in the Community Shield, especially in the first half. City played a double pivot, wanted control, Kovacic and Rodri, right? Um, at the point in time, their centre backs, their centre backs pushed high, and their full backs went really high, and it was so constant. I don't know if you did notice, but Declarice was on Rodri's case every now and then as the advanced midfielder. It was on him trying to stop him building up from midfield. 
That's the job the manager wants him to do. Did he do it? He did it well. So we have to get used to the fact that because he came for 100 million, doesn't mean he has to be scoring and creating yeah, assists. No, we can work no, out. You, no, we are not. Make, we are not. We are not. Please, we are not. Make a case on, we are not. And tags. please, we have to realize that West Ham put a price tag on him, not Arsenal put a price tag on him. Yeah, but it's the sellers' market now. You so please, the price. you have to yeah, let's so you let's move off from this. You decide to pay the price. See, bottom line is this: if Ateta is still thinking of selling Thomas Partey. He's not thinking about it. He has debunked that every time that he has even told Thomas Partey that he's going to play a very crucial he's very part in our season. season. Yeah. And also, I think, <laughs> I should please, that is definitely number 18. Okay, I'm sorry. It's good. I, th I, think, I, think, I think that the key thing, once again, is Arsenal's flexibility in the squad. Where players can do multiple things, it works really well. We'll also get a volume striker. De which one do you want to see market right now? Play. Yeah, that you get. So yeah. I think that I think Arsenal will be fine. I think Arsenal have shown some good improvements. Um, they've shown they can match City, but once again, I've already said it. City has still only days. City are only City are on only day right now. Uh, with all of the beer and the alcohol they took for when the trouble is very grillish, they are still like they are way, weeks away from. Optimum fitness and they, they are natural slow starters. Last season, first ten games they dropped seven points. Two seasons ago, I think they dropped ten in their first ten. Um, two, they, they did they dropped twelve in their so they are. I remember that Liverpool Gregor season now. Pep was saying, calm down, yeah, calm down. and they won the league. So we have to be. But critically, also I think uh, uh, the performance of Saliba yesterday, I think it also showed that Arsenal did miss him towards the end of last season. It's a critical part of that team. Just like you're not convinced about Declan Rice, I'm never convinced about Saliba. Saliba. Ah, yeah, okay. I like I like his work we, with the ball. We differ on that on that one. Yeah, I like his I like his his work with the ball. But there's still some. I think he's a very, very fast guy. So when I saw play the eye line, he's the guy who can always recover. Yeah. But I think that it takes a lot of unnecessary risks. So um, I'm not I'm not fully sure, but he's better than Gabriel. Sir. <laughs> no, he's better than Gabriel. Yeah. Totally better, but um, yeah, but I'll see him again this season. Yeah, but I think he's, he's definitely Arsenal's best centre back. I'm just not really sold in on him yet. Um, but I loved Duran Timber yesterday. Oh yeah, God, it yeah, it was really good. I mean, when the player comes from the Ajax school of excellence, you can you can see that. Yeah, I can understand why why Tenag also wanted him. And if you had if you had gotten him, then that means that um, Malaysia wouldn't have wouldn't have come. No, Malaysia was so good. We have still come to United. Nah, I don't think so. He, Although Jurgen Timber is a right backer. Naturally, he doesn't play at his left back. Yeah, he's so a right back. Yeah. Right back, okay, yeah, invert, yeah. right centre back. So yeah. that just you would have Varane or probably so far. But it was, it was it's a good player. Yeah, tactically sound. No, I, yeah. I think I think for defenders that are tactically sound, very disciplined, good on the ball, they can more or less play across across that back four if you are willing to take the risk. Yeah. That. Yeah, so, I think that's what Jujima uh, showed. Still trying to single out players from this game, he was an unsung hero. In fact, anytime they mention the fact that they want to sell him, he doesn't create opera because of the way they see him. Bernardo Silva. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. I I mean, how can I City replace Bernardo Silva? I, I, I read somewhere that Barca made a bid for a loan, for a loan move for Bernardo Silva. This move have to be out of your fucking mind. I read somewhere. No, Barcelona have always been acting like madmen. That's when they said they were interested in Mbappe and they put like four players together <laughs> to give PSG. Do you know how many players PSG want to offload? <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, no, that's not true. 
But, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be, you know, the way, looking at City today and how they play, marriage is not that important, it's gone. That ship has sailed. I'm not sure they can do the same with Bernardo Silva. I think it just ticks, 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 ticks so many boxes yeah. oh, no. for City. Silva is... You know, I think, was it Pep said that one of the best players he has worked with? Yeah. yeah it was Bernardo Silva, yeah. I think... In fact, he said the best players he's worked with, apart from Messi, is yeah. Bernardo Silva. And is how Bernardo Silva can be a modern day midfielder and an old school guy. Yeah, at the same time. Playmaker, can be effective, yeah, can pass. Be tempo, can you get, it's a blend, a fine blend of old school can, and... Can be, can be a, a flying winger at the same time. Yeah. Can take on his ball, can... They are going to miss that guy. They are going to miss that guy. It's going to be a huge resource. Yeah. They can't even, they can miss, they can afford to leave, let other players leave. But Bernard Silva, man, at a point in time, can we let them come to Bernard go? They can allow him go. No, not yet. Let me tell you why. Not yet. Let me tell you why. Not on the show of yesterday. Forget the penalty. Let, let, me, let me tell you why. There were crucial points last season. When there was a crisis, there was an ego crisis between it's KDB and manager. Yeah. And guess what? The manager dropped him now. And they were winning games. Yeah. They went, in fact, they went on a run of about three, four, five games. Yes. Well, yes. They won games. He was coming time. in from the bench. But at the same time, when when what what the classic shows is that even when this team is in trouble, yeah, yeah, he is uh, somebody that they can call up. I mean, who is the best player apart from Messi? Messi is not in this conversation. In case you listen, I think the best player in, in both half spaces, in the left and right half spaces, is KDB. No, there's no there's nobody that, that comes. That guy is phenomenal. Ah. It's like it's like he has a picture of the pitch, like right, like he yeah. can see it. In his, front of his it. vision like is he's like he's, he's in the VR, like it's virtual reality, and he knows that okay, if I'm in this spot, when I'm in this spot, I can make a good delivery. In, when I'm in this spot, I can no. In fact, in the house, in the game yesterday, he played in the in the least favorite of his half space yeah. because he played on the left. Yes. He lost playing, you know, from the right, right. and he was still really good. Yeah, sure. Another player also who doesn't get a lot, a lot of mention for Premier titles, Phil Foden, yeah. yeah. Is also good on the in, yeah in those absences. Afton yeah. yeah 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 I I don't I'm not sure there's any player in the Premier League who does that better than Phil Foden. No, I think I think it's, it's I think his his major Achilles is how fragile he seems. Mm. Fragile on the ball, fragile frame. I think that's where his problem is. And then he's also struggled lately with a bit of injury. Uh, so I yeah think yeah that's true true. Where there's a bit of question. Why do I also think that Pep is scared to give him a lot of responsibility? I, I, I think so too. Because, I mean, we've always talked about the fact that this guy, this guy could be the heir apparent to David Silva. Silva, yeah. Yeah, could control the tempo of the or, game. Or it could be that Pep is just trying to be cautious with him. Yeah. Trying to ease him in to take more responsibility. Pe Pep mentioned some, something a couple of seasons ago, I think it was two years ago, that Phil Foden still has to learn how to play with the posse. No. Yeah, the posa is, is Spanish and yeah. it's about knowing when to Tempo. speed it up, yeah. knowing when to calm it down. Yeah. He is more of the high octane, yeah. And that's and that's what Grealish yeah. has over Oh, yes. Yeah. That, I mean, that's why Grealish is even uh, Guardiola's best wingers. Yeah. He knows when to slow it down, he knows when to... So I think that Phil Foden over time, his experience, he'll learn it, yeah. He'll learn. So far, Pep remains at the club. He'll definitely learn all of that. I want to see. Yeah, that's a huge question mark. <laughs> Yeah, because see... Why will get tired of winning at some point? I mean, I had this discussion on Saturday. We talked about... We, we always talk about how can the manager motivate his players after going on such a... Motivate, motivate himself! <laughs> because see, he even alluded to the fact that when he won the title, 
back to back to back in Barcelona in 1994. Naturally, they, they took their foot off the pedal and the two Madrid teams won 95 yeah. and 96. And they took, I mean, they, they lost their way. And it is natural. You cannot blame anybody for that. When you win the treble, I mean, there's the famous Dwight York story. I don't know if you know the story. You don't, uh, they call, that's why they call it the Dwight York effect. So after they won the treble, Dwight York feeling like I've conquered the world. I've done everything. I mean, what's left? Training resumes for the next, next season. That's for the 2000 season. And Dwight York, this story doesn't get told very often, but Dwight York retold again on the podcast, I think, last year. He walks up to Salix Ferguson in his office and asks Sir Fergie and says, Fergie, I want to take a year off. And he wants United to still keep on paying him. One year because, off? Yes, because, because he feels that he's achieved it and there's nothing. And he went to tell Sir Alex that. He went to tell Sir Alex. So, in retrospect, on the podcast, he was saying that he felt that over time, he felt that like maybe Fergie didn't take him serious because if Fergie had took him, taken him serious, he'd have probably sucked <laughs> <laughs> But he actually walked to the gaffer's office and asked for a one year off paid Paid or the United would still be paying him because he felt there was nothing to play for. But Fergie took note actually, and and that's why you, I mean Fergie is the king of refreshing and yeah. refreshing. Fergie marked marked him, and I think was it two years later Ferdinand joined the club. Fergie joined in O2 now. Yeah, O2. O2 now. After the Euros. Fergie, yeah, and Ferdinand told that story to that he was training one day with Dwight York, and Fergie called him to his office and asked him. Do you want to stay long at this club? He said, yeah, obviously, I want to win trophies. He said, from now, I must never see you train with Dwight York again. <laughs> and I, said, I think that was the summer that Dwight York left. Yeah, to Blackburn. Blackburn, yeah. <laughs> that was the summer he left. So, you can see how the it was reading players off laxity, yeah, uh, yeah. off complacency, because it is natural. When you've reached the top of the world, but guess what? That same Dwight York, the season after, he scored 23 goals in the Premier League, if yeah, you remember. Yeah. I think also, they won the league yeah. against Arsenal in the treble season with yeah. um, two points. The next day they won by, I think, 15 or 12. Yeah. They won the, they won the title again next season again. Yeah. They won three in a row. Yeah, exactly. After the treble. Mm-hmm. But I think the only, the only downside, and I hope it doesn't affect City, although it's difficult, is like Gary Neville says, and even Reckon, United did not take advantage of that Champions League they won. They didn't create a dynasty. Yeah, but no, no. Dynasty where? Europe? In Europe. In yeah, Europe. Europe yes. They won the league now. Yeah, the league became easy for them. Yeah. But, they, you know, at that point, yeah, they were linked the to Ronaldinho, they are linked to Batistuta. But they didn't bring those players to elevate them in Europe. Yeah. And then United got knocked out in the quarterfinals. United didn't do a final until 2000. Yeah, 2008. Eight, since 1999. So you, you hope City also can try to leverage because right now they're the best team in Europe. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's a fat chance to to create a dynasty. So I mean there are some similarities between those Manchester yeah, sides yeah. winning the treble, but yeah. um, can the manager lead himself off laxity? See, it becomes boring. <laughs> but like I told my colleagues on Saturday, I think the only thing that can motivate Pep. Let's take a look at it. The fact that. He will think that maybe Ateta just he was hit and hit and miss last season, but mm. Ateta is going to come really, come really yeah. Hard at there's Unai Emery also, although maybe to a lesser extent. Yeah. There's the Saudi no, money. See, the, thing is, the thing is that um, in a 13 game season, if you look at it across the 13 games, yeah, nobody comes to City. 
Why? Because they know how to taste themselves. Yeah, yeah, they are masters of and that. They know how to finish. Now, the bombs that will come along the way, the bombs are the likes of Aston Villa, probably Newcastle, mm. Liverpool, you know, maybe to some extent, maybe United at Old Trafford when they play in the league, one of the league games. Those are the potential bombs. And those bombs, whilst they may not destroy City's charge at the end, can derail them. And when it derails them, how quickly they react to bounce back will determine if they are serious about winning the title again. So I think those are the considerations. You know, because hey, you could play you could play Villa today and Villa beats you home and away. Yeah. In a freakish result, and you'll be like, and you see that, you ask yourself, how did Villa do that? They actually played a really good game. Or you go to Newcastle away and and the house team put up a splendid performance and they win. And you start questioning yourself and questioning your players, like, guys, what's going on? So I'm sure those are the things that still probably motivate you to think that, look, we can't, whilst we are doing well, whilst we have a charge over everybody, we can't lose sight of those literally two areas where we will sleep on. Yeah, yeah. Right? Then, then he might not have done a wholesale refresh this season, yeah, he has like to. he always does, yeah. but Gradual also is. Maybe not improving the back line, but it refreshes them. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, I thought Arsenal took advantage of that left-back axis. Yeah. I think I, I think Guardiola yeah, is going to play for centre-backs again. <sighs> yeah, across the back line. He's going to do that this season. And I expect Guardiola again. Guardiola is going to play a left-back. Or Nathan Ake. No, he will play. You probably will do that. The madness is that that setup is actually not a back four. Yeah. Is a back it's three. a back three, yeah. One steps up into the two. But when without the but ball... But also depends on... Kovacic. It all depends on how often. Because Kovacic is not good looking. But I think Kovacic is going to play a lot. Because Badela creates control. Kovacic is not good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So what, what good looking gives you on the other end? Kovacic doesn't have it. Yeah, actually, was always trying to bump yeah, forward. Kovacic is you safety guy, safety it, first. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Badela likes control. He's a control freak. So he will love Kovacic. Yeah, keep the ball. But the crucial thing is that will they really hurt teams? They want teams. I don't have to question that. Mm -hmm. They they will hurt teams. Um, but I just don't know if Cole Palmer will be no, the replacement he, he for Maris. Um, or you go out of conversation with the agent and he's told him that he will play, but he just needs to be patient. You know, and, and I think also that's why, because of people like Cole Palmer, that's why and and some of the other guys that they have probably trying to come through, that they're not spending so much to supposedly yeah, yeah. I think they're going to give a lot of those boys a chance. Alright, so we admit that in as much as this helped us overcome a mental barrier, we have been here before. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. But finally, yeah, I mean, not to miss that. Arams, though, in a week where there were questions about David Raya joining, I mean, he responded with um, a reminder of, of his quality. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, he's gone through a lot. I mean, it was just last oh, yeah, week I knew yeah, that um, his, wife, his wife had miscarriage. Yeah, then his brother is gay, has been having really difficult breaking into the, you know, you know how it is yeah. you know, over there. And um, there's a lot going on with him, you know, but um, he's responded in good fashion. And we have to be very honest. I'm not backtracking here about David Raja. I think David Raja is a part of a competition. But I think that David Raja also has to realize that he himself has to make a very, very composed decision here. Now, is this the right decision to join Arsenal? Right, because yeah. the Euros are around the corner. 
especially with Ramsdale responding. Because see, yeah. if you're going to take that number one from Ramsdale, you are going to yeah, fight for it. Ah. And that is the marker that Ramsdale has, has oh, laid yes. down already. Oh, yes. So you ask, you ask yourself, is this the wise decision? No, no, no chance for error, no room for error. Yeah. No for any complex you have to question yourself, is this the wise move? Yeah, but you also said that you're going to play Champions League, Carabao Cup. Yeah. yeah. So you come back. Yes, sir. PSG have three, I call them quality goalkeepers. Donnarumma, uh, the boy who joined from Barcelona, uh, who might even likely be starting under this Enrique Pass from Enrique back. Pass Renas. <laughs> and they have uh, <laughs> No. Navas. Navas is back from Nottingham Forest. Oh, now. yeah. Then there's Rico, who is still on the, uh, on the mend. By the way, I mean, big shout out to Rico. Rico went through a lot of this accident he had. Yeah, the, where the, what's that, I think it was in Spain. Yeah, he horse trampled on him. <sighs> that's really crazy. But it's, it's out it's out in the clear now, so that's good news. Yeah, ah, that's true. Kilo Lava's back up here. He's back up here. Why did Northern Forest try to keep him? I don't know. Maybe the economics, but they have money. So I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. But I think that they also have got Dean Anderson in their in their sights. Yeah, but they're about to sign Then Matt Turner too as well. Turner. Yeah, but Turner doesn't live until Arsenal can probably bring in Raya. Yeah, so there's a lot of is a domino effect here. Yeah. All right, I mean, so Community Shield done, Premier League is next up. But by the way, the English Football League started over the weekend. And <laughs> a couple of things come by. I saw Middlesbrough. Watford. Watford were off the blocks. Tom Dilly Bashir, you remember him? Yeah. Played on a 20 World Cup for us that year. On the house, uh, this is back. Uh, John Obu. No, for my name, I was coach. Aibogu. Aibogu. is coaching. He just got a job now. Uh, One African nation country. Oh, okay. I can't remember him. Is it Chad? No, not Chad. <laughs> JJ was in Chad actually last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to help with the development of the game in Chad. One of the big boys in Chad is his friend. Oh, that boy was born in France. Yeah, so that was ISF. That's the uh, second. Uh, Watford. Yeah, Watford. Good performance. 33 seconds. Middlesbrough lost. I was on Middlesbrough to win. Okay. <laughs> but you know the interesting thing from that game? That video has gone viral. Duncan Watmore, do you remember him? Duncan, Duncan Watmore. Ah, you don't remember Duncan? Oh, uh, used to be at Sunderland. Sunderland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, if you did watch Sunderland, like, I think it's on yeah, Sunderland. Yeah. So Watmore used to play for Middlesbrough. Only joined Millwall, I think, in I January. He's a graduate. He's one of those uh, yeah. university graduates. Yeah, 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 exactly. So Watmore left the pitch after like 72 or 75 minutes and he was going to the Middlesbrough bench. He don't know. So I said, you know, he for grad. I look at him and say, no, I'm just Millwall. I think uh, Barnsley also won 7-1. Big takeaway from that game was um, Dwight Cole's son, Devant Cole. Oh. I think it's called trick yeah, in that game. Wow. And that's the biggest opening win in EFL history since, I think, Wolves beat Man City in, in 82 or 81 or something like that. I think Opta Stats brought that, brought that out. <laughs> the old Man City. Yeah. Then, reality check for Wrexham. Oh, yes. It's League 2. Yeah, now. Nah. It takes some adjusting to. They yeah, lost two goals to one. Yeah, they even had, um, what's it called? This guy was there. Was Wolverine there. was there. You'll be having more of those guests. Now. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Jamie Foxx is next. VIP. VIP, yes. <laughs> uh, what else did Even, I do? Even um, Russell Westbrook mm. was at the Leeds game. He's oh, really? He's also at Leeds. Yeah, play, they, no, there are plenty of investors uh, at Leeds. He's one of the investors at Leeds. Ah, okay. Dustin, is it Dustin Johnson, yeah. the golfer? Yeah. He's an investor in Leeds. Yeah. 
There plenty that leads. There are plenty we get leads. The Americans, the Samuel yeah. Jackson. But yeah, me. The Americans are, are they have invaded. Ah, they Not even they are invading. They, they have invaded. Uh, More than half of the owners in the Premier League are American. Yeah, American. But why? Why so? Because they see an opportunity. Not even an opportunity. They see money. But what if they see money? I agree. What if they also see that these English people are not even making enough money out of? Uh, so that's the whole idea. Right? It's a conquest. It's a conquest idea. Because if the NBA can be giving us this, football has the potential to give yeah, us so that's more. Why, that's why. That's why uh, you hear Todd Bradley saying some of those things he said. Uh, we tell you they should have uh, North versus South All Stars. Mm. Uh, we should play uh, one match in the US. Should, uh, that's why they're saying all those things. Because as far as they are concerned, there's a lot more revenue they can flog out of the game. That's why a lot of the top Premier League teams were in the US. So it, it's look at all the teams that are in the US: Brentford, Villa, Fulham, plenty, Chelsea, more than half, United, yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah, that's six teams. So what, what are we talking about? Tom Brady also at Birmingham. Yeah, well. Birmingham. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of money in the game in, in England, more money than virtually any of. And of course the and of course the English are much more open than the Spaniards. The Spaniards are not that open. But the Americans have to adjust this to this whole relegation thing now. It's, it's alien to them. Uh, you can't take that away from they the can't, <laughs> they can't take that So you have to get used to that. Oh, so, um, but, but it's also a challenge yeah. to invest more and be ensure that you, yeah, that you, stay, up. you stay up. Yeah. You know, but the Americans are they are not even they are here already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've invaded that leads when I took a look at the investors at Leeds. Is LeBron not, no LeBron is LeBron at Liverpool. Is Liverpool. Yeah. They are everywhere. Celebrities. And they, I mean, it's because they see an opportunity here. Yeah, yeah. see a massive opportunity. And um, they also will be the apostles. They have even started the two club, multi club system. Yeah. Because it's another venue. Yeah, City, City has shown the way yeah. with that. So you now have Chelsea, who've done Chelsea. I mean, Tobolo, have done Chelsea, they've done Strasbourg. Almost Strasbourg is now their dumping ground. Yeah, they're going to seem to do more other, other, other clubs. Uh, and Chelsea would love it because, hey, they have a lot of players that need playing time. But actually, the founders of Multi Club, we always don't give them credit. Though. The Red Bull guys. Oh, yeah, the Red Bull guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Red Bull is in Austria, Germany, Brazil. Red Bull uh, Brangantino. Uh, yeah, uh, Brazil. the US. No, the, the Americans also, not only England, though. They're going to France. I think um, yeah. the owner at um, Lille is American. But what even happened to that? Story about Dangote buying one French. Team. Forget that one, Joe. <laughs> yeah, but the owner has Lille is, is is Brazilian, and I think the owner also owns Botafogo. Oh, okay, okay. Botafogo are doing well in Brazil, though. Yeah. Yeah, because lot money has also come into. Yeah. So I mean, because also they they realize that there's also money in scouting this talent and selling them. Yeah, selling them, but Africa is being left out of all of this. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, because well, and Africa has been is been underrated because there's a lot of talent also here too. See, talent has never been Africa's problem. It's that next step, that next step. Marketing the talent, marketing the game, making the game commercially viable, commercially we don't enjoyable. Have, do, we, do we have to? We are talking about talent. Uh, do we have to market them? We have to. We're supposed to create a, a well, channel for them hey, to that's, come. That's part of marketing now. That's part of marketing. And that's what these guys are doing in Cameroon. Samueleto, yeah. Samueleto has. And um, Kanute. Kanute has this in Mali. Is it? So you even have a lot of Africans leave their countries, go to the Samuel Leto Foundation or whatever yeah. it's, it's called. Um, and that is not where Onana came from. Yeah, now. Mm -hmm. The chart guy I mentioned, he has, he funds about 20 players 
who go to that academy in Cameroon. And there are a lot of you know, talents who come in. Kanote also has one in... in uh, I think there's also one in Ghana too now. There's a funnel point to Scandinavia. Let's tell ourselves the truth. This is the of purpose. Eh? This is the of purpose of creating those channels. No deal here. Everybody is about mm. what I can make. Not, not a lasting legacy. That's the real problem. All right, too bad. So, I mean, I think we just took a look at um, the EFL. Yeah, lovely league. Uh, if, if, you, if you're a betting guy, man, the EFL is the place to go. <laughs> yeah. Until it bites you in the bomb. Yes. It can be a very difficult place to understand. Yeah. Yeah, but um, there's also another one I, I caught wind of on Twitter. Was it Plymouth? Yeah. Plymouth so, there. yeah, Plymouth realized that um, their payment system for people who want to buy food and drinks wasn't working. And there was no way they would be getting collecting cash. People don't carry cash again in the yeah. UK. You know what they did? They gave everybody free food and drinks, free food and beer. Yeah, that was. That was I mean, that was a very great touch. Wow. I can't remember who they played. Let me let me wow. find it. Yeah. I can't remember. You, you, yeah, but they bought the souls of those people. You get. You get. <laughs> they bought the souls know. of the fans that you know. Next game, they have a full house. Uh, yeah, I'll because try. Some people think, hey. It's likely that there'll be fifth. Yeah, it was it was Plymouth, yeah. He was Plymouth. Plymouth versus Oddersfield Town. Oh, okay. He was in the championship. Yeah. Well. yeah. By the way, Plymouth won that game three goals to one, so he <laughs> pays to do good. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also understand the EFL has bound they've banned towels. Yeah, because of the people that use it to then they feel it, they use it to waste time. Uh, in fact, all through the EFL, all through the lower ranks. League two, League One, Championship, what's left? Okay, the minimum at the time for all of the games was eight minutes. Oof. See, bookmakers will suffer this season. I would rep. Bookmakers I would will rep. bookmakers will suffer ah. because plenty of late goals. Yeah, come yeah. And remember that the bookmakers are benefiting from those small small minutes. Now yeah. they will be on the other end of the. Yeah, they will make the necessary necessary adjustments. Yeah. You know, there's a one betting platform. You can bet on the number of at a time. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, they will increase it. Now. Yeah, increase it. Do you remember Mamadi Sidibe? Mamadi Sidibe, uh, 05, with Stoke. Yes, 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 yes. yes yeah. Sidibe yeah. played like eight years with Stoke. Is this the one you were talking about? No, no, no. So where I'm coming from with Sidibe was his son made his debut this weekend for Stoke. For Stoke? Yeah. Ooh. 16 years old, so Sidibe. Yeah, and, He's a striker. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. But, uh... Stokes don't get some Africans, don't yes, get Yes, now. Ah, this is my favourite. Now, after this World Cup for O2, the guy enter. Toman Dino, yeah. Uh, from Senegal. Mm. Uh, he played for Liverpool. Salif Diaw. Salif Diaw. Salif Diaw. Yeah. I think, did he play Liverpool? No, 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 he wasn't the one. Well, there was a bit sure that... There's another one, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I, I like Salif Diaw then, yeah. Yeah, by the way, speaking of Senegalese, the chart thing that Okocha went for, Fadiga also was there. Oh, can you do Fadiga? Yeah, Fadiga yeah. also Yeah. All right, so um, let's talk about the Premier League starting this weekend. Burnley up against Man City. Um, the apprentice is hosting his uh, Oga at Turf Moor. But it's just that the, the world has to get used to this new, this new Burnley. It's not the Burnley we used to know, right? It's not the graft, attacking, physical Burnley. It's so much more... It's a ball with a little bit of aesthetics. Yeah. yeah they play some really good stuff. Um, 
but I don't know. You know, my, my problem with every with every main promoter side is I always think two areas are very critical to sort of defensively against at least somebody that can score ten to fifteen goals. I think once you're able to do that, you do your chances of survival a, a, a good one. But if the game in the FA Cup is anything to go by, sit it away. Yeah, but but what are your expectations about um, the mid-table sides? Uh, when I mean mid-table, I, I also think that gradually, I mean, we started with the top four power power block. We need, I mean, <laughs> top four, top four is Man United, Liverpool, no, United, Arsenal. Top four from last season? No, no, no. The top four from the 2000s. Okay. Our top four, we used to go to the Champions League then. Okay. United, Arsenal, um... Liverpool, Liverpool and Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. yeah. Then City came with um, the money from Qatar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they broke through. Mm -hmm. And um, they knocked out oh, Arsenal. UAE, yeah. UAE, sorry. They knocked out Arsenal from it. We still had the top four. Then Spurs and came Spurs knocking came again. Out. Basically, we had the top six. Yeah. At the point in time, they were trying to squeeze in less time to the top six. Yeah. Because you won the Champions the Premier League, doesn't yeah. mean you're, you're Please Adam, get out. <laughs> but do you think that there's a top eight brewing? I mean, there's Villa in there, and there's also Newcastle. I'm not in Brighton. I mean, somebody mentioned Brighton on Saturday. I'm like, Brighton are like Leicester. They are not legitimate. You see, Wally, I, I understand your point. I get your conviction to love to put Brighton. And I get your love for Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but you see, the way Brighton are structured, if they don't finish the top eight, it's not in a big, it's not a big deal. So they are not a right? top team. Yeah, but on the strength of what they've done last season, yeah, they've shown that they can ruffle feathers. They they will give everybody a good game. They will give everything they come across a good game, and you cannot ignore the potential. What am I saying? But I mean, you also know that when we talk about top top. Like we yeah, said, we're talking the about the economic top, yeah, well, muscle. We're talking about financial muscle. Yeah, but but the, the, the MX Arena is not a is not a small stadium. The the MX Arena. Then yeah, secondly, yeah, I mean, when, can you, okay, so can you wait, compare Brighton with Newcastle financially? Wait, wait, no, you, you can't. can't. But why are you going to be armed with potentially hundred million pounds of selling size? You know? That, that also puts that doesn't make you a financial power. No, but also West Ham have hundred million from right. I think they just agreed for yeah, it's in Alvarez, thirty-two million. I, I think that's a good sign. They, 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 what what you, with West Ham they will be overpaying. That boy is not worth thirty-two million. Don't want to get him for crumbs. Is any what the amount they are so? I know, I know. I'm only saying that Dortmund were about to get that guy for crumbs recently. Maybe yeah, even feel the American, Western, I don't even know. But West Ham went and they have money. So I have to say, hey, So pay. basically, I'm, I only say that because you get hundred million in your kitty doesn't make a big team. No. Yes. Because you can't even free time with that money. True, right? Case point. Uh, Spurs. Ah, <laughs> uh, the money away. Okay. Basoda so, got a. Uh, was it, it Basoda got money for Neymar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yes, okay, so, but I'm just saying, don't write off Brighton. So, if you're looking at the people that were going to put in that context, in that box, top eight City, Arsenal, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, mm -hmm. Spurs, those are six. Then Newcastle yes, and Villa. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. Now, the danger here is that two of these teams we just mentioned have a distraction, a certain distraction. One, Newcastle playing the Champions League. 
two Villa players. Yeah, I, mean, I think you're getting me wrong. I'm not even saying top eight in terms of how the season is going to end. Oh, okay. I'm saying in terms top, of their stature. In terms of their stature. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, fine. You are correct. I think in I terms of stature. You're yeah. Top eight potentially now. But season. don't Brighton play in Europe too? Yeah, they do. So everybody yeah, has, so the yeah, has the same headache. Yeah. Yeah, but Chelsea don't have that distraction at all. We've been here before without, without Arsenal. <laughs> Oh, Asa, they went out of all of job because they wanted to focus on the Premier League title. We knew how it He ended badly. <laughs> he, ended, he ended really badly. Um, okay, we've talked about the mid-table teams. We haven't talked about much about Palace. We have still hung on to all of their four players except Zaha was left for Galatasaray. Um, there's also Brentford in the mix. How are they going to deal with Ivan Tony until January? That's a big one. That might also alter the way they play, right? Oh, yes. I, I saw... Uh, they were preseason game, um, and they had Bremo, uh, Bremo being, the main, uh, being the main guy. They had the guy that Silva, mm. big tall, tall, tall forward. Um, so it, it, it's going to be a huge worry for me. I, I'm looking at all the guys they brought in, and I can't see anything. I can't see anything that will potentially change where they are at at the moment. But you have to trust the manager. Yes. He's earned everyone's trust. Oh, yes, he has. Uh, they've confirmed, you know, one or two uh, deals, which, like, for instance, they had uh, this young guy that he signed, who did not make his deal permanent from Freiburg. I don't... They signed Nathan Collins from Wolves. I think that's the biggest signing yet. 23 million to sort out them. <clears throat> in, in position, I think they were fine anyway, defensively. I thought they were fine. They would bear me. Uh, with the I, uh, yeah, I think they're fine. So that question remains: Can Umbuemo do half as well as Ivan Tony? Yeah, but a lot of people also felt that Umbuemo was always the un- unsung hero all through last season. He was doing the job quietly. Tony was getting all the plaudits, was getting the goals while Umbuemo was working. And that now the spotlight is on Umbuemo. I think he will shine. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Because then Wissa also has been good, always Wissa coming off the bench. Good, yeah, I would like think to... it's an opportunity for him to yeah. get a more established role uh, now this season. So, uh, Brentford, for Brentford, if they finish big table, it's still fine. I think Brentford are just, want, just want to be in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah enjoy the perks. They had some... You remember one time last season, they even think about Champions League. Yeah, you know, we're punching above their weight, but see, <laughs> when jungle mature. Fulham <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, also in the mix. Fulham are a very worrying. Uh, There's still no clarity on a couple of. No uh, clarity on the manager, Mitrovic, William. William signed a new contract two weeks later. Saudi Arabia. He wants to try a new challenge. Ah, <laughs> Saudi Arabia is a joke. <laughs> they signed Calvin Bassi, Raul Jimenez. Yeah. Nothing, not, nothing utterly inspiring. And I think that's a huge worry for a team that has the most expensive season to get in the Premier League. I mean, I think you told me that. Yeah, I, was, I was amazed. Yeah. I think it's going to be a huge worry. They might have a very tough season. I think Tosin has left. Tosin is off. I think yeah. Monaco. I, I, I hear Monaco are involved, but I'm not yeah. sure that that deal has been done so, yet. So I'm worried for Fulham. I, I am worried. And they lost Manoso Solomon to Spurs on yeah. the free. But I mean, Spurs also haven't. Um, I guess he's gone back to Shakhtar. Shakhtar demanding a fee for Solomon. <laughs> and Spurs, I'm like, 
these guys to come in here for free. So yeah. um, that's to be sorted out. I will go to a tribunal. So yeah, so I'm talking about sports. They'll probably compensate Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, sports play Shakhtar, actually, over the weekend. And they knocked them five. 5-2. King scored four. I mean, why King has to start? Postikoglu says, I'm working with him. Within. Whether he's here or not. I'm preparing based on Kane who start my first game of season. And guess what? I just heard that Spurs and Kane have rejected. I mean, they've rejected another bid. From they're, frust- they're frustrated by Munich. Yeah. yeah and, and if Bayern has never been in this kind of position for say, the chief player, you call the toss them. He's even is, making he's making a mockery of of their executives. Yeah, yeah. Is a, is a, is a funny guy. Mm. And, and and I think for Bayern, I think we're gonna to get to a point where Bayern is going to Kane. Okay. Do something. Because do you want to come? Do you want to leave sports? But he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. <coughs> Unfortunately, he's not going to do that. He's not that kind of player. He's not that kind of person. And I think that's what sports are using to full effect. That look, this guy is not going to break bottle. So is it that you pay up? But the thing is, my you know, the rumor was that they are twenty five million off. Yeah, the value they put. Yeah. So in essence, if they put eighty five million euros. And they're 25 million off. That's 110. I think they've now gone with 100, and still sports are saying no. So you need to. The question here is, what's the tipping point for sports? What what amount of money would they give? Would they present to sports that would be good enough for sports to say, okay, it's time for it. And I think also, sports are also trying to be a bit clever. Clever and says that, okay, yeah, we will eventually lose K, but we need to bring somebody in first. Yeah, but I also understand, I want to care that this latest bid was to Spurs' valuation. I think Spurs want 100 million, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I get feel that Bayern have put in 100 million, but the money we put down is about 85 and 6 million. The rest is in our hands. But sit, I think Spurs... Spurs are particular about the 100. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what's happening. And that's why I think this deal will be done. Yeah, the deal, the deal will get done. It's getting protracted, but it will get done. But I do also think sports want to get somebody in. Yeah. Because if they accept... But they've not been linked to anyone yet. Uh, well... They've not been linked. The only been player they've been linked to, is Salomon. No, uh, no. Uh, they were linked to Tarene, the Porto striker. They were linked to him. They were linked to Kolomwani. Until that one seems to be on his way to PSG. Man, I even go to PSG. I hear PSG even playing... Uh, Russia Roulet. <laughs> if Gonzalo Ramos comes, Moani stay. If Ramos, because I think the deal for Ramos is for to come on loan. Yes, now they want to get him on one year loan. Then they guarantee some they of it is about it six million euros or fifty million euros. Yeah, then a couple of millions also in add-ons. I don't know if Benfica are going to agree to that. So, so that that Moani deal also is dependent on. But Gonzalo Ramos is obviously first choice. Yeah. They want to bring in. So, we'll see. But Tottenham are playing a risky game here. Very risky. You risk losing a player for free. A player could have gotten... I don't think it's a sensible thing for Levy to do. Even if Ken gets you back to the Champions League, it's still not sensible. Which I don't even... If you don't sign a new deal, it's not sensible. I don't even think he's supposed to play Champions League football. Yeah, I don't think so. But we'll see. Hopefully, by the end of the week, we get... I think Bayern are supposed to give an update to the media today or tomorrow, so... Yeah, and there's a lot of rage going on in the Bayern space right now. So the money has set it on fire. But, 
Kilo D. Kilo D. said the fight. But Selimanis, I mean, they said the PR guy is on his own. No, no, no. It's on his own. It's not necessary. The guy has left. Why are you now trying to burn the ass after your packed house? Who's left? Let's go back to Premier League. Um, Onana. <laughs> oh, Onana. Delhi Mae said, Oh, no, for Onana. I mean, that guy is going to be. It's going to be a long season. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. Every goal considered will be microscoped. And yeah. it's and it is this Onana issue is tearing apart and dividing the United fandom. No, it's dividing the United fandom. See, if there's one fan base that is all that, that always finds it easy to divide themselves. It's Manchester United. It could be about players, it could be about the Glazers, it could be about the manager, yeah. it could be about the class of '92. We'll find a way to divide ourselves, right? Um, By but, the way, you had, yeah, okay. I think we, we do start sometimes. I asked, what did I ask? Was it Tunde Young, Big Shot team? That the goal that so, so, um, so is it Sotoka again? Sotoka. The goal is scored, where he caught out on an <laughs> Is that an error leading to a goal? Ah, no, the, this question should be for Felix. <laughs> this question should be for Felix. But it was an error leading to a goal because uh, it was a misplaced pass by Dalo. So it's two errors. So, so when I mean error, is it? An Onana error leading to goal. Of course, it's an error as well because why is he where he was? But he's a goalkeeper who is, is a goalkeeper sweeper. A, a progressive goalkeeper. Yes. So and guess what? The ball was not in in United's half, right? He, was, he got ball got he was in United. Basically, the ball was never in danger of like Onana. It was it yeah, was it was, it was a safe space. It was in a safe space. Yeah, so that's why the goalkeeper needs to know where he should be standing. So you think it's an error leading to go? Yes. I know Felix will not agree, but this is an error leading to go. Because look. I also, I, think, I also think it's an error leading to go. No. The bottom line here is that Ten Hag needs to have a word with him. Yes, you want to do what you do. We like what you do. Mm. Right? That's what's But you need to gauge it. But this is the Premier League, too. Yeah, you need to gauge it. A lot of teams are going to be waiting for you. Yeah, I mean, but wait. I don't think that the manager is going to have that conversation with him. Especially the manager who has worked with him for long and knows what he offers, knows what he can do. Yeah, so why is he going to have a conversation with him? Basically, that's some Rigobert Song style of management. No, no, Rigobert Song said, Matt, <laughs> <laughs> don't come out. Because what he, is going to tell him, look. We'll be, we we'll be here a lot of times. I'll say it's the Premier League. We did that to Pep Guardiola. We know what happened. We did that to Ellen Ireland. We know what happened. No, they even want to start with the Hanana again now. But they have any shots. Well, yes, it's only a 13 touches. And no shots. So maybe we have to be very worried with this on another thing that is the Premier League. Let no, man, see, my, look, once I'm not, I probably, I'm not in that battle of the Premier I'm just saying that there's a point where you need to realize that everybody will be looking out for you. I will continue to say, is here. We are going to be watching. So the manager is going to tell you that, look, do what you do, but you also have to be. Uh, what, what, what's the word now? Uh, you have to be fully concentrated mm. to know where you are at any given point. Because any team that is going to play with a goalkeeper like Onana must know that you have to be better with the ball. Yeah, your possession has to be top notch. You can't give room for any nonsense with place passes that the opponent can take advantage of. No, everybody said it's Dallas fault. It's Dallas fault. Oh boy, oh Nana, you had no point being that far out. With the ball progressed, 
that much. So, <laughs> take notes. Felix, I said it. Error leading to go. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Premier League weekend. Um, there's, there's, I think it's um, French League One weekend yeah. as well. The big story from France still revolves around um, Kylian Mbappé. Mbappé. And um, we understand he will not return to normal training with PSG this week, despite the return of the squad from their pre-season tour of but Japan. I, but as you collected, this is 6 million euros. No, we must have it. So he just came out from Japan. By the way, I understand that um, this one that we're criticizing City for not being a commercial hit. They made about 50 million pounds. Yeah, they will make money now. From their venture to South Korea. They will make money. <coughs> but would they make as much as guys that went to the US? Oh, yeah, definitely. Probably not. All right, so Mbappe is still being frozen out. He's in the loft. That's what they call it in France. <laughs> in case you don't know, the loft is a group of players who are wanted <laughs> by clubs <laughs> in France. Uh, but there are also employment rules that govern that. Yeah. So basically, the labor law in France suggests that once the transfer window is over, on the 2nd of September, those players in the loft have to be returned to the main team. Yeah. Or if they are still alienated, at least 10 players must be training together. Mm. I think so, so you now have all the players that it feel like yeah, and right now in the loft in the loft on the, they call it bomb squad they share more than 10 players yeah. so that's uh, a new team see they get the players when now they did it i think so has left there's william draxler ah uh, there's mbappe their king leandro paredes Instead of the day. Ah, well, wow. No, they said you're kind of mean team. That's a good boy. That's for goalkeepers, man. They have four goalkeepers. No, they even have five. Yeah, they have five. So basically. Where's Carlos Soler? Where's Carlos Soler? Soler's not in the bomb squad. Okay. So these five players, they bomb squad. But like we said, the label law says that once. Ekitikete is not there. No, they made his loan permanent now. Yeah. Ekitikete. Guys, you're calling me. Ekitike. Oh, God. Hey, big shout out to our friend. Osho D. Yeah, Osho D is buying me lunch. Okay, she didn't hear that. So. <laughs> Don't try that one to me. <laughs> but uh, quickly on, on, on PSG and um, Kylian Mbappe, this definitely has. As distorted and them. And what I just remember about this with is Real Madrid and Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they dance. Yeah. Their silence has been golden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even their silence has been loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't sort, sort yourselves out. Like, we have been bought before. Uh, yeah, we are not going to try it. But what, 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 what do you make of PSG's incomings? Have they made sense to you? Nothing. We've always criticized them that they've always gone with the yeah, elaborate guys. Go. But this time around, it's been more effective yeah, at the back, the... screen here. Yeah, but that, that, that's been like the policy since uh, Mr. Sporting Director came. Uh, what's it? Campus. Campus, Campus, Campus came in. You know, it, it's been seen like that's the direction they're looking to go to post Leonardo and all that. And um, it's also a bit worrying because even there, there was a story last week that uh, Enrique might even be considering his position in the team. Yeah, yeah. but I think that was, that was just a rumor. And he won't be the only manager. There are some other managers who have considered their position in their respective yeah, team. Yeah, I know. You know. And um, so they've gone from, they signed... Um, <laughs> I think nine, nine players have come in. Let's yeah, start from the back. Let's start from the back. Screener. For free. 
Lucas Hernandez. Lucas Hernandez from Bayern. Those are the only two players. Yeah. Um, they suffered from the back last season. They had injuries. Yes, that was interesting. There was this Bayern game. They only had Ramos. Yes. Yeah. Like two players went off. Yeah. So Marquez is back to yeah, long-term Marquez contract. You know, yeah. in midfield, who came in? Ugate. Mm. I like that signing. I think that's a good signing. Yeah. Like but my problem with Ugate is we know. Players have always lacked a heartbeat in midfield. Yeah. He provides that. But in any case, he wants to play with technical players. Ugarte is not that. Yeah. So the, but there's so variety. But there's variety. And that's if variety still stays. But if variety stays, yeah. yeah. So there's Ugarte in midfield. Uh, who has coming again? Okay, let's look forward again. For the forwards, Kangin Lee, Asensio. Then Dembele, Dembele hopefully, yeah. Then Alan. maybe Gonzalo Ramos. Yeah. It's not a bad squad. Yeah, if you, if you add Neymar, who is back to full fitness, yeah, although might get injured in March. <laughs> <laughs> but also has got working experience with Enrique. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He might just be able to bring out the best in him. Mm. So they said, look, PSG are okay to win the It's goal. still the best squad in France no, by, no, by no my No issues. Yeah. No issues. It's the Champions League that is the problem. Mm. You know, and... Um, you know, I didn't know that this guy's a place for them. Lavin Kozawa uh, uh, and Bernat. They, they sent him on loan to Fulham. To Fulham, yeah, he's back. Bernat, you see, I don't know. That, the contract, and they still have this boy who collected uh, Young Player of the Year. Who oh. came from Africa now? They are left back now. He was a young player. Oh, Nuno Mendes. Nuno Mendes, yeah. Nuno Mendes, yeah. That's what somebody suggests that PSG is a small club. Yeah, because the things they got themselves in with some of these players, the kind of deals and agreements they signed with some of these players, you know. Put them in a in in a in a in a funny situation yeah. where they can't wriggle out of. Look at all the players you mentioned that are in the loft that they can't. They obviously can't get rid of them because hey, they probably put them on really good wages. Yep, yep. The other people can't match. So um, it's a lot of willy dilly for a campus to do. I just hope that the relationship between him and Enrique doesn't get. And and the more you put Mbappe in the cold. The it's more questions, now. yes. The, see, whatever you do in the season, there are always questions. Yeah. It will always dominates the headlines, and you don't want that for a club where you say it's a new era. You, know, you have to move on there. Trying to progress. But man, honestly, I'm on the side of the club. This club has invested a lot in this guy, and this guy wants to work out in free. And fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. All right, I think that's how much we can. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, I mean, next week will be Premier League. You refused to say it last week. Who's winning the Premier League? I told you, you think that's not Man City. So who's going to win? Okay, let me let me be very let me be very very honest here. Um, I like what United are building, but I think that United will come up short. But United will make top four. I mean, that's. I think Ireland is might have a good season. Yeah. From a two million pounds player to seventy. Eighteen months, Wally. Yeah. In 18 months. Incredible. That's, that's incredible. I mean, that's that's a Netflix story, isn't it? Bah. From a, where did it even start from? Started in Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Went to Stormgrass. They give him a chance. Went to Stormgrass. Stormgrass, Atalanta. I must see them. See, I earned Stormgrass signed him for about um, two million or thereabouts. And they sold him to Atalanta for seventeen. Yeah. Mad. And, now, and they have buy, they still have sell on clause. Yeah, they have sell on clause. If they got well, this deal, they got um, I think about four million. Yeah. Got <laughs> See. I think it's very important. Like, this is random. This is a lesson. Yeah, that Nigerian what I'm about to say now is 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 not is random, but listen to this. Now, somebody tweeted a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, and said on X, 
<laughs> why why did God create mosquitoes and mosquitoes are just unnecessary? And somebody broke broke it down that mosquitoes are actually necessary and important to the ecosystem. Yes, no. Nectar, the, the flowers, mosquitoes, you know, pollination. So, so basically, lava is all creation. So basically, mosquitoes play a part in the process, in the yeah. food chain. Yeah. Just the way clubs like Copenhagen, Copenhagen storm grass. grass are very important in the ecosystem. Yeah. If you don't have those clubs, you won't have Rasmus Island. Yeah, if you don't have this uh, situation like this, you have uh, uh, what's this, uh, Varashelia Swamati? Oh, the number two. The number two. Yeah. yeah. Now, before I realized that before Oiland, oh, it's Oiland actually, the this island. Before Oiland joined storm grass, they had Yeboah. Yeboah went to, is it Genoa? Yeah, he went to Genoa. For good money too. Um, now that Oiland has, has left, they've brought in another player, Simon something, he's from Poland. That boy scored the hat-trick on his debut. Uh -huh. So, so basically, you have a strong grass side who have an eye for Talent. picking yeah. and selling at the premium. No, like you said, it's a lesson to us. It's a lesson to Nigerian clubs. It's a lesson. I, I, I one, that's why I said there's a market. <laughs> Wally, because I said that one of the problems we have is that everybody is about their pockets. But if you have a structure in place, that feeds this. Okay, most of our teams get training compensation. Yeah. They get solidarity. But do we see it? Does it show in the clubs that those players live or the academies that they live from? No. Why? Because there's no structure. The, the, the registration process for all those teams, there's nothing like that. Yeah. So, look at the boy that went to Inter. The German put a sell-on clause on him. We don't know. The boy that went to Milan. The young Nigerian boy that is Milan. Is there a sell-on clause? On him, we don't know. Chukweze, that just went to Milan. Yeah, no. The team that sold him from Nigeria to Villarreal, did they have a sell-on clause? Uh, Chukweze left from uh, Nigeria now. Yeah. He's doing that from academy. Yeah. He, he tried at Arsenal, it didn't work out, and went going to Villarreal. So the team that, that sold him to Villarreal, did they have a sell-on clause on him? Those are the things. Yeah. We and, are, because, we are, and because all these things are shown in secrecy, yeah. you never know. We, we have to be part of the ecosystem. Yes. See, even the ecosystem itself can, can help yeah, develop yeah. on the financial point of view, can be financially rewarding. Yes. The ecosystem is at that level, can be financially rewarding, can even turn around the fortunes of clubs. Oh, yes. Yes. Imagine, imagine, imagine this boy that is at internal today. For some reason, something happens this season, he busts into the first team. I think the so, problem we have here is is, is transparency. Yeah. The clubs say, well, why do, why do you want to know? So, but I want to believe that a lot of clubs, especially these academies, famed academies, they have all of this. They end, they, they end their beats from it. Yeah, but you see, yeah. You but I mean, like, like, I'm just, just about some grass, right? Yeah. Because it was open, it was out there. Yeah. We knew that they brought in, there was, is it Tony Yeboah? No, is it Tony? I can't remember, I but, know, but I yeah. Then Oilon, then the guy from Poland, who they brought in from one club in the extra classa, that's in Poland, yeah. and it's already hitting the ground running. Remember, not just only Storm Grass, but there's still the likes of Rapid Vienna who are bringing in players. Even the big club there, RB uh, Salzburg. Salzburg. Yes. They will still have where, money of uh, Dortmund for Haaland going uh, to City. Even after Haaland, they are not trying this one that they wanted to project last year. That it didn't uh, work out. Shemite uh, now sold no Okafor to Milan. There's now this one, this tall guy now, this uh, long guy. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Um, Sesco. Sesco, yeah. Sesco uh, is the next big thing to come out from the RB Salzburg you know, uh, portfolio. So... It's, it's it's our clarity is about being open out there. Um, we started. You would even see the money in that team. Yeah, you have to reflect. You have to reflect. You will see the money. Yeah. But you will see here. Yeah, you, you, you have to reflect. They won't, they won't they won't better their training facilities. Mm. They won't, 
Okay, grandma continues to be the shining light. We always mention grandma, and that's because the money that is gotten off the business, you've also seen. I think that 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 down here we we underestimate the impact that creating structures yeah. can give. Why do you think Newcastle all of the money they had, all of the money Saudis brought, the first thing on their minds, this lady, what's the name of this lady? I'm running the club, I can't remember. But the first thing on our mind was, we're not going to be bringing 100, 200 million players. We want to put in a lot of money into the the, uh, the, uh, the academy. The, 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 the locality. What are city benefiting from right now? They are benefiting from intense yeah. and intentional investment in the academy. Yeah. We just, last, the last part, we talked about the players they sold to. Those players had zero Premier League experience. Yeah. Or zero to none. And they go for good money. The keeper at Southampton. Bogos has just gone to Ajax now. Yes, sir. Trafford. And uh, to Burnley. To Burnley for about um, 18 18. These boys have zero Premier League experience. And and it's because of the investment in in the structure. So we we downgraded. And that's why Remo Remo are building something that in the next 10 years nobody will come close to them. If you see another 17 call-up list, and half of the players there are from Remonstars. Don't talk. Now, let me shock you. It cannot happen. It's Nigeria. Okay. They will tell you. National... National... Uh, Federal character. character. It cannot happen. <laughs> it's Nigeria. There's no meritocracy in Nigeria. Yeah. I mean, in the next five, ten years... In fact, they, are they not already ahead? In fact, they look like they are ahead of their schedule. Yeah. The club will just start. Kudus. You know? Kudus has already broken they into played, the first They've played continental football yeah, twice. twice. They are doing something right. It's, yes, not, by it's luck. not by luck. No. They are doing something right. So clubs like Eimba, that's why I'm disappointed that clubs like Eimba have not had, they, they, they don't have a blueprint. They're supposed to be the standard. Yeah, they should. You know, they're supposed to be, it, it was like when United used to be the standard then for everybody players coming through the ranks. ranks. See, they've slipped. United have had an academy player in their lineup for, for almost 17 years. Yes, now. But it seems United have slipped and they are trying to find, find their way back, right? That's what Aimba should be. Aimba should be like the standard. Rangers should be like the standard. These are OGs. And that's once again, it translates to Super Falcons. We have played every World Cup. And guess what? We don't have the structure. structure. Yeah. It's a shame. All right. That's, um, I mean, we ended the, the podcast with some hard, hard facts. <laughs> hard facts. Yeah, some. In the words of Osage, it's a hard fact, yeah. But sometimes we just need to be very, very honest with ourselves, yeah. All right, so um, keep your families coming. We haven't gotten one, some in a while, but hoping we get a lot of comments on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, comments on the on the respective platforms. Thank you for all those Yeah, thank you, yeah. Thank you for the produce. Thank you for the messages as well. On, as somebody on tweeted and said that, okay, can we say somebody tweeted or somebody exed? <laughs> I see you tweet. <laughs> but somebody tweeted and said, like, this podcast, she released it to you while you're traveling. Uh, yeah, yeah. a long trip. And actually, yeah, yeah. and it's like an hour, 30 minutes. Yeah, so while you're should, driving, just should, internet permitting. You can even download, then, yeah, then you listen to it and binge on it. Yeah. yeah. All right, so thank you very much. We'll be open to read more from you as the season starts um, this coming weekend. Um, subscribe. Follow, comments, like, and rate. Yeah, rate, and please always introduce your friends to the podcast. Yes, yeah, this is where the Lord is at. <laughs> Jesus is here. <laughs> Allah is here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, do have a lovely start to your week, and um, yeah, be good, guys. Yummy. Yeah, We're out. Bye. Bye.